All right, and welcome once again to this week's episode of Ruminations from the Red Room. This episode is another one of our great series of episodes labeled Introducing, and today we're introducing what's going to be the newest addition to the Ruminations Radio Network list of podcasts and hosts, La Ruminating Gaming. Now, before you question that title, let me just introduce our guest, who is now going to be the host of La Ruminating Gaming, the one, the only, the dad LaRue, Lash LaRue. Welcome. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me, and uh, I'm really excited to be a part of this, so um, ready to rock and roll. Man, we're excited. I I was thinking about uh, the times that we've met and the times that we've hung, and we worked together, worked for the same company for a little bit. And uh, while we don't name that company, we can easily, uh, I think our guests or our audience can ascertain who that is. But the point being is we have that in common, and we have a, a love of gaming in common. So first off, Laruminating Gaming, Lash, where did that title come from? I mean, is it just a play off off the name? No, actually, uh, it just rhymed, and uh, I thought was, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, you know, uh, obviously, being under the uh, Ruminations Radio Network and 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 seeing how you guys have a lot of that laid out, um, you know, I, 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 it was a play on words. It was, and, and actually, some kudos to Mike there. He was helping me through it. I was kind of spitballing some stuff, and uh, and uh, yeah, it just kind of it just kind of worked out. I said, wait a minute, Larue. Ruminating. And, and, you know, he, he gave me a little pushback on the, the ruminating gaming part, or I think he was. Well, you to went, maybe... I think originally lashed with like little ruminations or little, I forget, LaRue ruminations or something. Right. And I was right. like, oh, you should really call it just ruminating gaming. Right, right. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I don't, that was a week and a half ago. So, uh, well, either way, I mean, it's. I think it's a. And and hey, by the way, listeners, there's our other special guest of the evening, Mike Arvig. You guys know him from uh, previous episodes and from his upcoming podcast. Welcome, Mike. Hey, I'm happy to be here and happy to help lash out when he's like fumbling over his words when he doesn't know the origin of his own podcast name. Exactly. I. I, 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 Hey, I know what it is. I know what it is. And, and, and it, it works. It works. Ruminating gaming, right? It just, it yeah. flows. It works. I love it. I mean, I think that it's just great for the brand, right? It just fits right in with the rest of them. And just, I, it was meant to be, uh, earlier we had a special supernatural guest, uh, talking to us from on high. And I think, uh, he would agree, um, that it was meant to be. God, God does agree. agree. <laughs> So what, in your estimation, Lash, I mean, we've got a couple other guys on the network who are doing, uh, we've got like, for example, uh, the Ruminations of a Six-Button Samurai. He's doing a podcast on on gaming and kind of a bi- biographical background to growing up with arcades. And he's taking that angle. And we don't have a specific gaming podcast. And this is going to be the first. What can we look forward to and expect from the Ruminating Gaming? You know, I think uh, I just I just kind of wanted to create a space where you know friends and people who had the same passion for the gaming that I do, um, where we could come and just talk about, like I said, a lot of general stuff, uh, hot takes, reviews on games, um, you know, uh, just just really any, anything that might be happening in the news recently, 
in, in relation to gaming. And, um, you know, I spend a lot of my time, you know, at work or with friends or with buddies, even when Mike and I hang out, you know, we talk a lot about games and we talk about movies and all these things. And I would just, I just want a space where we can create those conversations, share them, record them. And, uh, and, and, you know, hopefully get some other people involved, you know, and just bounce stuff off each other. Cause I like, I love the dialogue. I think it's a lot of fun and, um, yeah, it's just, well, that. we've had you on the, the uh, cast before. Um, in fact, we, we ripped you off a little bit and even when we titled the episode, it was uh, lashing out. We had you on. And if uh, the ruminators go back and listen to that episode, I think they'll even hear there the passion that you have for gaming and, uh, pop culture and and these types of things. So give us a little background. Like what got you into gaming? What were some of your first games? What are some of your first loves and memories of this hobby, which so many of us share? Sure. Yeah. So, and actually back on that episode, I went over a lot of that stuff. I, I tell the story all the time. You know, I, it started with me in 90, 1990. And um, it was Madden. I didn't play anything but sports games. I was walking through the Tucson mall, looked through the window. I was with my dad and uh, we saw a screen in the window. In fact, Mike must've been working there. Um, (laughs) But uh, we saw the screen and there was, there was 11 players, you know, on each side of the ball. And you never saw that. You never saw a simulation of a football game. Right. And we started, you know, players are moving around and they're, throwing the ball, running the ball, and you see all the linemen moving it, and we're just thinking, holy shit. We've... And my dad's jaw was on the floor, too. He's, and, you know, he doesn't give a shit about games. But uh, he's looking at it, and he just goes, oh, my God. And I saw it, and I, it's, I saw his face. I said, I, I'm getting that shit for Christmas. Said, <laughs> ah, that's, that's I'm getting, getting that shit for Christmas face. So, um, so yeah, I ended up getting it for Christmas. And uh, it was John Madden football before they started putting a number at the end of it. and. Um, and then, yeah, I would play football games, baseball games, all that stuff. And um, actually what would happen was my dad, he would, uh, he'd come into the room and he'd have his ashtray and uh, his Marlboros and, you know, a Coke because he had quit drinking at that point. And he says, turn that game on and we'd play. And it was really before, I mean, everybody's moving around on the screen, but you really didn't have AI. You know, I could run in a circle and everybody's just, you know, chasing. <laughs> just bumping. Yeah, they won't. Yeah, they won't <laughs> yeah, they're not going to cut me off or anything like that. And so uh, that's what I would do. I would run in a circle and he'd, you know, be chasing me and he just gets so pissed. And, <laughs> and he, now was he it, just, did he get mad because you didn't play right? Oh, exactly. Exactly. And, and that he saw, he saw the, he saw the loopholes in the game, you know, like, no, this isn't right, you know? And, uh, and, and I didn't know. I mean, I was just like, you can't catch me and I'm going to score a fucking touchdown. And so, uh, he would get so mad and he would slam his, his, the, the controller down and he'd grab his ashtray, his Coke and his cigarette. And he's like, that game is full of shit. And he'd walk out and I would just, I just sounds like a true gamer. Oh, yeah, you know what? That sounds pretty I'm, standard gamer rage. I, well, That's right. <laughs> I should probably give him more credit. He was just, he just, he wasn't raised with it, you know? Uh, but, um, you know, but I would sit there and I wouldn't, I didn't say a word when he was leaving and I'd give it about two minutes and the door would swing back open and he'd have his cigarettes, his marbles and his Coke. And he's like, turn that shit back on. Let's go. You know? and <laughs> that so is, a, we that would, is a true gamer right there. You're not yeah, right. That's yeah. pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. So he would, he would, uh, you know, 
we, we would get back into that and it got to the point where he just didn't want to play anymore. He just wanted to watch me play. And so, but yeah, for a long, a long while it was, it was sports games. And then kind well, of, I'm glad Arvig is here because I don't know sports games. Like yeah. that's pretty insightful. Uh, Arvig is like, well, did he, was he bad because you were playing incorrectly or like, I wouldn't have even thought of that. I don't know that you guys know me. I'm not a well, sports guy. Yeah, well, playing sports games and being a sports fan, you know, I, I've played other football games with friends before, and I've I've gotten frustrated when they don't treat it like you would a real NFL game, like say Madden, you know, where every every down they run it or they pass the ball, they don't punt the ball, they you know they don't play like the real rules, and and uh, I think Lash can attest to this that Madden has certainly come a long way since those days. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah and 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 I know exactly what you mean. As soon as you said when somebody doesn't punt on fourth down like i start to like i twitch because i had like <laughs> i had a buddy man oh james when i was younger this guy would never fucking punt and we played college football too and he would never punt the ball and i go james punt the damn ball and i'd always beat him by 30 because he wasn't you know no time of possession no field position <laughs> like none of this he was just like he's like no i'm gonna get a first down and it just it was it sucked it sucked. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry. No, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I had a friend of mine who we were playing uh, NFL 2K one on Xbox or no on on the Sega Dreamcast. Uh, Dreamcast. Yeah, on oh, the Dreamcast. Yeah. That's and we're oh, playing fuck. a game and every single down he'd he'd pass, he'd throw, he would never punt. And he was beating me and it was pissing me off. And last play of the game, I was down by four. I, he was running on fourth down, trying to get in the end zone, and he fumbled the ball. And I picked it up, read it back all the way to the other end zone to score a touchdown, and I beat him. That was the way to go. There you go. You know, you're talking about NFL 2K, right? Right. That had Randy Moss on the cover for Dreamcast, and I remember that was the first um, football game where I could pause the game, change the camera angle in instant replay, and get the camera right next to the ball, and it said Wilson. I stared at that shit for hours. Like, oh, the Dreamcast, the Dreamcast was great. Shit, man, this is like, yeah. At the time the Dreamcast came out, I used to work for EB Games, which got mm -hmm. you know bought out by another company, who Mitch won't name. And I used to put that on our one of our displays, and people would see it walking through the mall. They'd look in and see it on the TV in the back of the store, and they'd walk in thinking it was like a replay of another of a game from the previous Sunday or something. Yeah, they'd be like, "Wait, is there a game on today? Or yeah. who's playing?" I'm like, "Oh, that's the Dreamcast." <laughs> you had reflections off the helmet. You know, oh, it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure if we were to pop that on now, it wouldn't look as. I mean, obviously, hindsight is 2020. Rose-colored glasses, all these kinds of things. You know, we imagine the water never looked as real as it did on the Super Nintendo. But for some reason, that NFL 2K game really did. Was it the presentation? Something about it made it look so much like a real game. Like, I don't get that same kind of mistake, mistaken feel when people see, like, the new Madden. People don't think it's a real game. Oh, no, because, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it was probably, like, the, the way they did, like, the shadowing and stuff. Was that what it was? Yeah, the the lighting and stuff in the game, a lot of that, like you know, it was just it, the effects were fantastic. Something, 
Well, and I mean, you, you mentioned today's games. I mean, now they're just selling you the same game every year. But, uh, you know, back then, yeah, it was shadows. It was presentation. It was the movement of the players. Um, it was it was a lot of that stuff. And, and I know you say that if we go back, you know, it probably wouldn't look as good. But uh, I always, obviously, nostalgia is a pretty powerful thing. But I, when I look at a game like that, I kind of think of like, I mean, Arvik, you've got kids. You know how... I call them parent goggles. We're like, you think your kids are cute, but everybody else knows your kids are ugly. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. Like, yeah no, right? no, I'll tell you if your kids are ugly. Right. Exactly. Well, I know, <laughs> I know you will. I know you will. But what I'm saying is that like, you, you know, if I go back and play the first metal gear, or if I go back and play in, you know, NFL 2k, it's, I have those goggles on. And even though it doesn't look like it does now, it looks a lot better than somebody else that would be seeing it for the first time, you know? Yeah. It it was, it was, it was way ahead of its time. And now, you know, all the NFL license that went to EA. Mm -hmm. So now all 2k can make is NBA. And that's probably the best like overall sports game outside of the microtransaction horseshit. But, um, you know, 2k, they can, they can build a sports game, man. Well, I think I think part of the thing there, too, is is like back in those days, like when there was an advance in the technology, it was a it was a leap. Yeah, yes. Was, you know, whereas nowadays we've gotten to, to the point where it's baby steps. You know, the, it games, is. the games look slightly better now on the PS5 than they did on the PS4, but only slightly. You can't really see it as much as you could back in those days. Yeah, that was a big leap. The Dreamcast was an awesome leap. It was I loved games at that time. I went through a very, very hardcore period during that time, which makes me think of what Lash said about like zooming in and looking at the Wilson on the football. Yeah. Those little moments, those things that we remember, the things that really stand out, those things that build memories. That's one of the reasons a lot of us love games and why we have like a special place in our heart for them. I mean, these are digital bits and beeps and boops and, but somehow they still reach us on an emotional level. They still reach us on that nostalgic level, like you were talking about. So Lash, what are some of the other games? I mean, you, you had like this relationship with your father playing those games. What was the next step after sports games and the Genesis? What kept you going in the direction? Yeah, sure. Uh, my, my brother, um, year and a half, a year and a half younger than I am. And uh, he would see me playing these games and he would say, what the hell are you still playing that? Like, it's the same shit over and over and over and over. And I said, no, it's not. You know, I win by 30, lose by six, whatever, you know, and that was kind of my mindset. And he would, all he played was, uh, what was he playing at the time? Resident Evil, the first one. Love and, that game. um, well, that's and, a great game. Oh, it was a fantastic game. And see, for me at that time, I've always, I've always appreciated, even if I wasn't playing them or I didn't care to play them, I've always appreciated something that looks next level or that offers something new and that kind of thing. And, um, and you know, we would play it. And to me, that was more of like a, like, Oh, you want to get scared? Let's put the, let's put the resident evil. in. you know what I mean? (laughs) I really didn't appreciate narrative uh, for what it was. And um, you know, I would say metal gear solid one that changed everything. And, um, cause I saw, you know, my brother played it, he bought it and he's like, dude, you got to check this out. And he had this sick ass case, you know, and it opened it up and there were two discs and two discs, you know, two discs. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're going to be playing this forever. <laughs> and, um, and I saw him start to play it and he's going through shadow Moses and he's, 
hiding in the snow and avoiding these cameras and, and listen to liquid snake and the hind chopper, you know, flying off. And I just thought, holy shit. And the presentation (laughs) is what just blew me away. And I almost, I almost had to fake it because I didn't want to give my brother (laughs) <laughs> you want him to be right me in the nets about what, you know, playing something else and you know i'm sure there was a day i can't recall exactly but i'm sure there was a day where i stole that game and shoved it in my playstation or or he was gone and he caught me i'm sure but uh well how old were you at the time lash oh man let's see here that would have been six uh 18 something like that Ninety-seven, I think, gotcha. when the game released. Yeah, but see, I played it later. I played. Okay. I, I mean, he he had it then, but like it's, it's okay. We understand you're young. You're young. We got it. You played it later. It was like, <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, it, wait, was, it was. It was no, like, you know what? It might have been actually. No, it was. Yeah, no, it would have been like sixteen. I would have. I, I think about. 16. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's that's when I played that, and and uh, now I don't I don't care. Kojima could shit in a bag, and I'll spend sixty five dollars on it. <laughs> We are such a now. Yeah. Oh my god. Did you, were you lucky enough to play um that uh what what was the name of it? The the Silent Hills demo thing that was on oh, the PlayStation. PT. Uh yeah, PT. Why couldn't I think of that? Because my PlayStation still has it on it. So yeah, I, I actually uh um I have a PS5 now and you can't get it on the PS5, but on the PS4 I had deleted it and um or it had wiped off there was a way to like download a client you could you could still get it back there were a couple of back doors but i did play it and uh that, that's the scariest shit i've ever played in my life that was yeah. and in case in point it's it's a fucking hallway yeah the whole thing is a hallway it's not nine hallways it's not six different hallways it's one hallway and you're in this loop and it's not telling you what to do and you got to work through it. It's, it's fucking genius. It's fucking genius. And, um, but yeah, I did get a chance to play that. And I mean, I, like I said, I watch a lot of, uh, gaming media elsewhere and I, I listen to a lot of like top 10 lists and things like that. You know, I'm always looking for new stuff to play and, you know, I've, I've watched a couple of horror ones and it's a fucking demo and it's always like the best or the second best horror game <laughs> of this generation. Yeah. You know? What is it about? I mean, we we talk about these types of things pretty consistently on on the ruminations. You know, we're trying to get at the heart of what causes us to have emotional reaction. We're trying to like understand the things that make us human. What is it that that really drives us in an instance like that? What? Why do we make these ties to that? Like we're talking about, like Resident Evil got like for me that first Resident Evil. Yeah, that got me into like gaming, gaming. I played when I was a kid. We had a Genesis and I played casually and I played at the arcades. But when that came out, when Tomb Raider came out, I became a gamer. Right. And that game, like you said, it's just a hallway, but we attach so much to it. What do you think it is that uh, really gets you? What What is it about a narrative or those stories? What really gets you attached to a game? Well, I, I would say when when you're playing something like that, and I, well, I mean, bottom line, emotion, it's emotion. It taps into something inside of you. And it could be a million different reasons of why it's hitting that, that emotion, but it's emotion. It's the same reason you got people watching the fucking Kardashians. Cause for whatever reason. <laughs> oh, it, come on. There's no emotion with the Kardashians. No, not for me, but no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Hear me out though. Because not for me, but, but what I'm saying is that people 
watch and experience things for some sort of an emotion and um, experience. Exactly right. And so, you know, I mean, PT specifically, it's just how I I ask myself, okay, first of all, I'm scared shitless. Uh, I don't want to open the door. I don't want (laughs) to. And you start thinking about these things and you're like, how does somebody make a hallway interesting? And then that just starts to compile. And you're like, well, what was the creative process like this? Like, you know, Kojima's sitting there. He's like, we're going to do a hallway. And everybody's looking at him like he's fucking nuts. Not at this point. I mean, you know, but it's that emotion. It it just, it taps into something that just, I don't know. It's, I, I love that you guys spend a lot of time trying to get to the heart of it because that's, that's a tough thing to wrap your head around, but, uh, it's a, it's a fantastic feeling. You know, I, I got a chance to meet Kojima in, now I don't even remember what year it was. It must have been uh, one, uh, right before Metal Gear Solid 2 came out. Do you guys remember when that happened? Oh, I remember Metal Gear Solid 2, yes. Yeah. When that trailer hit, when that thing dropped and we got a look at that and the music, the Harry Gregson Williams soundtrack, that's playing. And we were watching the trailer like be debuted, like, it probably played on the show floor who knows how many times, but it was essentially world uh, debut, excuse me. And uh, he was standing up above just like very stone faced, but very intent on the crowd. So interested in how it was affecting the people and how it was affecting the people, uh, the, uh, the fans. It was a great experience. And those types of gaming experiences, I think are are really something it's, it still amazes me. What a, what an engaging hobby this is. Is it a hobby? I could interject for a sec, guys. Yeah, Um, it is a hobby, by the way. Go ahead. It's definitely a hobby. Uh, You know, for me, like I grew up, you know, I'm a child of the 80s. I grew up watching like, you know, uh, 70s horror movies. I I loved (laughs) horror movies. I love cheesy horror movies. But they never affected me the way some of these horror games have. Yes. So I've thought about this, too. Like, what is the difference and I think for me, the difference is that when you're when you are playing a game like Resident Evil, you are in control and you make the decisions. So in essence, you affect the outcome of the game. You feel more invested in it. And when something jumps out at you, there it's jumping out at you, the character you have selected, the character you are controlling, the character you are telling what to do. And I feel like you, you know, a game you get immersed in the game. Now, one of the worst examples for me of ever getting immersed in a game was on the Nintendo 64 playing uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Interesting. I was playing that game after I bought it, oddly enough, from you, Mitch. Back <laughs> you uh, did not. What? Did yeah, you buy that from me? Dude, I totally remember. You were working at the store upstairs in the Tucson Mall. Yeah. I had reserved the game up there. And this is before I even worked in the industry. I was actually working for Hallmark at the time. And I went upstairs to get my copy, and it was the gold copy, the gold cartridge. Yeah. And I think I didn't even realize when I had pre-ordered it that at the time that for pre-ordering it, I got the T-shirt with it. And you told me I got the T-shirt. You do not remember that. I absolutely do remember that. That's hilarious. Got him old. And I got my game, and I went home. I played on my Nintendo 64, and I was (laughs) until like 3 in the morning. Yes. And I was leaving the Kokiri Village. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the little girl whatever her name was gave me my first ocarina and yeah. she's like oh we're gonna be friends forever aren't we and i was like yes we are i don't want to leave 
<laughs> and at that point, I realized I'd been playing the game too long and I needed to disconnect for a little bit. Wow. Because I really felt invested in the game. Like I was like emotional. I didn't want to leave the village. Like, yeah. We were friends. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Okay. So it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, as you were going through that, it reminded me of, um, you know, as, as we kind of going through the, elev- uh, the evolution of what I've, you know, played and, and things like that. I remember, um, you know, I had gone to narrative driven games, but I'd never gone to like RPGs, right? Never played an RPG. And um, I saw a trailer for Mass Effect 2 coming. Oh. And I, I looked at, I was like, what in the hell is that? What is that? And then they gave me that bullshit that I could only get it on an Xbox. So, <laughs> hey, oh, no, hey, no, hey, but listen, guess what I did? I walked my happy ass down to an establishment and bought an Xbox because right on. That's I, a gamer. I listen, I don't fuck around with that stuff. You, you give me something to play. I, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. And, um, and anyways, it wasn't out yet, but I was like, okay, but it's two. Where's one? And they, you know, <laughs> one is exclusive to Xbox. I got to play it. So I got a 360 and I played that first Mass Effect and getting tied into it. I remember going through that and becoming a specter as Shepard. And I remember becoming that specter. And I was just like, oh, this is fucking badass. This is- <laughs> I- and I'm not going to work for a week, you know? <laughs> And, um, it was, that was an awesome feeling and it goes right into what Mike was saying. Um, you just, you're, you're invested. You're like, I did this. I did it. I'm a, I'm a specter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, uh, Mike and I were watching the debut, the trailer of the first Mass Effect at our company conference at, when that first debuted and I was blown away and, and so excited about that series coming out. Yeah. That was that was a series that I was really impressed with from the get go, and I was so excited about. Um, and it was it did not disappoint. No, no, and two two is still one of the best games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Man, that's great. So what we're basically doing at this point, Lash, because we're excited and can't wait to hear how you direct the episodes that you have coming up, is we're basically establishing your bona fides. This guy knows his games. He's not clowning around. He means business, loves games, loves what he's into. If it's possible, Flash, can you give us maybe a top five? Ooh, top five. Of all time. Of all time. No, this, this is possible. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, we all, our top fives change all the time. Arvi and I were just talking about, like, for example, my top five recording artists of all time. And that changes a little bit, you know, depending on what day of the week it is, but pretty pretty consistent. They stay in, they're all in the same neighborhood though, right? Yeah, they're in the same neighborhood. They don't live on the same block, you know, same zip code at least. Yeah. But there are some that are definitely like impactful. I think we've hit on a couple of those and they don't necessarily have to be on that list like Madden, like Resident Evil. Um, What are some that you carry with you all the time that you can go back to or that you really say solidified you as a gamer? Well, um, I would say, well, and first off, right. So uh, if I may, before that, you, uh, you mentioned that I know my stuff. I would also like to mention that there's a lot of things that I don't know and, um, that I'm really intrigued with discussing with other people and looking at other points of views. And that's, that's a big part of what I want to do, 
uh, on this podcast. And so I'm really looking forward to that and, and encourage anybody to, you know, teach me something. Cause uh, Dude, that's actually really awesome. And I'm sure those of us out there who've lived with a lot of uh, dishonesty in the world lately, that honesty is very much appreciated. And I can edit that out. Oh yes, yeah. I, yeah. I agree too that last thing. <laughs> Oh wait, is that not where he was going? What? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, Mike, you, you're you're on the train. Go. <laughs> Just kidding, brother. Much love. No, hey, it's all right, man. Like I said, I, you know, uh, I dish it, so I got to be expected to take it here. But um, okay, so top five. Oddly enough, I mean, no, no sports games. I don't. I hardly even play them anymore. Is is that crazy? That is um, crazy because you used yeah. to be a huge sports fan. Yeah, you know, well, that's a conversation for another time. But, um, you know, <laughs> sports are, I don't know, they don't feel the same right now. But um, I would say top five. Um, it can my, even be like a series, even if it's a series. Okay, so I would say my favorite series of all time is The Last of Us. Um, oh, that's that's number one. Um, and, you know, um, especially with, even the, with just two entries in the entire series. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and the reason is, is because, um, you know, w- we talk about a way, the way a game makes you feel and how resident evil was so groundbreaking with what it did. And, um, you know, uh, metal gear was the same way, um, love it or hate it. One thing that I don't feel like you can deny is what Naughty Dog and Neil Druckmann, how they try to reinvent um, the way that a story unfolds or tells character development. It's very, very grounded. It's very grim. And uh, it just, you know, and there was a lot of divisiveness with the with the last one. Uh, spoiler free. But, um, you know, it I, I just the the creative writing in that the pacing the way that it's all laid out um i just absolutely love it i think it brushes up against things i don't think it forces anything some people might disagree with that but uh uh i I love the last of us series can i share something with you there lash please i love the last of us i love last of us too and i I'm with you, although I steer away from a lot of... I don't, I don't get to see a lot of that divisiveness when I played it. I didn't know there was a lot of divisiveness about Part 2. But that's like the first game, Part 2, that I've finished in years. Wow. I loved that game. Well, just out of curiosity, like what what propelled you to the end? What was it? Well, if I'm being completely honest, the original reason was because we were going to do a podcast on it, which we still did. Yeah. And we didn't publish it uh, for a number of reasons, but it still is on the kind of back burner to be published, even though the game is now a little bit old. Sure. But uh, so that was my initial, because I finished the first one and I loved it, but I really wanted to do that podcast because I thought, you know, hey, this is this is a cool game. I like the first one, but everyone was getting ahead of me and was beating it before I, I even had a chance to even play it. So I was like, shit, man, I'm a, I feel like such an old man. I better play this. All it took was a couple hours of playing it, and I, I couldn't put it down. I blew through that in, in probably what is record time for me. It was a couple weeks, but a couple instances of me playing for a couple hours at a time, which, again, doesn't sound like a lot, but for me is tons. Sure. Um, but man, it was, it was so rewarding and so good. I loved it. That's what, that's what the initial was doing the cast. But then in in the end, what propelled me was the narrative and wanting to see what happened and the incredible performances 
and it was just fun to play. That's that's awesome. That's 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 the good shit. That's the good shit. And uh, that's what makes a great game. I cried. Oh, dude. Cried. Yeah, like yeah, like a baby, like a. Baby. You know what? You want to know the last time I cried that hard? Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> the the Michael Bay flick? Oh, dude, dude, like a baby. It gets every single time, dude. And I I, hey, I recognize a Michael Bay film. I know that shit is cheesy. I know it's one explosion right after the next, but I, I cannot get through that film. Dude, like a baby. Oh, I love you, man, because I thought I was the only one. No, dude, come on. You're, like, yeah, you're going to take care of my little girl now. That's your job. You know, you're just like, like Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what, what about Bruce, Bruce? I was gonna say you probably put yourself in that role now, don't you, as a father? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Like he's got yeah. he's got a daughter. He's like, Oh my god, how would I feel if like I died, I sacrificed myself to save the world and <laughs> no, man. had to go I'd... on and get married without me walking her down the aisle. <laughs> I'd be jumping to conclusions. I'm like, I'm gonna stay behind guys. They're like, You don't have to though, dude. Like we're, we got no no no, I got this, you know. <laughs> I'm seeing this thing like, all the way. I don't through. understand what was going on. We could have saved him, but he's <laughs> he wanted to stay. I don't know. Sorry, Reese. No, dude, it was all about Affleck yeah. at the last, putting his hand up on the glass. He's like, Harry, no. That was like waterfall. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, I would say uh, probably behind The Last of Us, um, I would say Metal Gear. Um, yes. Just, good call. Good, just, call. good God. I mean, even even five where it, it got a little, little crazy with the – I mean, <laughs> crazy in the sense of um, Kojima, a little crazy with the narrative – but um, went more to the open world thing. It, I, it's five was like the most polished third person movement, stealth shooting uh, that I've ever played. Um, and uh, just, just all the way through one through five peace Walker was amazing. The fact that that was even on a handheld um, that's one of the best games I've ever played. And, and you're even uh, including, including the metal metal uh, gear solid uh, movie uh are you talking about the one that's coming out no no no, no. oh oh you're being a smart ass because of uh, <laughs> like metal gear solid 4 i would never <laughs> be a smart ass. okay 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 Kate. all right see all right now you've done it michael now you've done it because <laughs> uh we were working together and i said mike man you know hey this this game's fucking awesome he goes no i've played it it's a great movie <laughs> and you know how mike does that he looks at you in the eye he answers yeah. your question and then he starts walking away and you're like wait hold on asshole <laughs> you're like dude it's a 45 minute fucking cutscene. you know like i beat the yeah, game at midnight but i didn't go to sleep until 140 <laughs> you know oh man um but loved it loved it um and uh actually rumor that uh blue point may be working on a remaster or a, a remake actually of uh the first one uh, for PS5, so hopefully. Interesting. No. Didn't we already get that for GameCube? Well, yeah, but that's the Twin Snakes. Snakes was awful. <laughs> that was awful. It was horrible, dude. They turned it into a fucking anime. No. <laughs> Tell us how you feel, Lash. Yeah, listen, let it out. This is no safe space. The thing you're going to get on the ruminating gaming. There's going to be some emotion. There's going to be a little bit. We're going to stir it up a little bit. I'm gonna. I'm not going to lie. I like myself a little console war too. You know. Uh, <laughs> you know. It's all right. It's all right. It's just a dialogue. But um, I would say um after after that, Metal Gear after Metal Gear, phew, thinking 
Well, you know what? Okay, I'll think about three. But within the top five just recently, and I can't believe I'm saying this, is that I'm actually into Soulsborne games now. Oh, I thought you were going to say Cyberpunk. Dude, fuck Cyberpunk, too. That'll be a a long-running slogan. Um, (laughs) Dude, that's, you know, in fact, Michael, I think I'm going to ask you to be my first guest. Uh, We'll just talk about Cyberpunk on the first episode so that I can get it all out and we can get on with this. Just move on. (laughs) Going to start off on a rough foot here. But um, no, Soulsborne games. Uh, you know, Bloodborne, um, Sekiro, uh, Dark Souls, all this stuff. And um, I tried, like, like I said, I'd, I'd listen to all these, these other media outlets and I'm listening to top 10 lists and Bloodborne was in it every single time. And I just, I would try, just didn't push through. I didn't push through that initial resistance. And uh, I finally did. And um absolutely fell in love with it. I would say it's Bloodborne's probably my second favorite game of this generation. Um, or but behind the last of us series. Yeah. And, um, I pl- ended up platinuming, uh, Bloodborne and I beat Sekiro. And, uh, so I'm going through the dark souls ones now, but, um, Oh, they're awesome. They're absolutely awesome. I respect that, man. I do yeah. because I'm at a point in my gaming c- career, hobby life that I can't do that anymore. I, can't, I just can't do the difficulty thing. I'm, I've become a content tourist, but uh, one who envies those of you who can still like slog through something that is as difficult as those games. See, and that and, and that's always been my sentiment. In fact, you know, I, I would say I was a little more blunt. Uh, I'd be like, "Who the fuck wants to do that? You know what I mean? Who wants to go in there and die? oh, this is cool? I died thirty three times before I beat this. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Let me get the next one." You know, uh, that was always my argument and, um, I can't, I don't know how to explain it, but, uh, it's not a, it's not a challenge thing for me. Like it's uh-huh. not like a badge that I wear and say, Oh, I beat, I beat Soulsborne games. No, there is something about it that just, when you, I just learned about iframes, right? So they swing and you roll right through the, the, the swing and you dodge that and you end up behind them and you slash them three or four times. You're like, yeah, baby, let's go. All right. I like that. You know, and it just, it just feels fucking fantastic when you do beat it. Um, so there's just some sort of loop in there. I, I don't know. It's it, maybe I'm sick, but, uh, <laughs> well, that's see, that's also what we're digging into, man. We gotta, I'm trying to understand those things. Yeah. No, like, like punishment. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Could be, <laughs> um, what else? Tell us about. Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to land on those. Um, you know. Uh, I mean, obviously, God of War was fantastic, narratively driven. Um, you know. Uh, I like me so Titanfall. Oh, Uncharted. Gosh, Uncharted. I mean, I, I love Uncharted. Um, I, I I never really connected with Indiana Jones. I mean, I liked it, but. Um, uh, the fact that that game came out and just, I, I just loved the characters in it and, and the flow. It was, it was awesome. So see, now I think you're giving away age too, because if you didn't connect with Indiana Jones, if that wasn't part of your youth, then we know you're a young guy. So, so well, <laughs> I just turned 39. Uh, and I would, I love Harrison Ford. I love me some Blade Runner. I love, uh, I mean, I, 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 oh, okay, I, okay, I, okay. I, liked, I liked Indiana Jones. I did. 
Um, I just, I don't feel like the supporting cast was all that really, you know what I mean? Like I just, okay. I kind of just, I was focused. focused How old were you when you saw Indiana Jones? Uh, fuck. I don't know. Um, God, well, my son went through a phase, man. I just watched all of them, um, uh, like less than two years ago. I just, we, we, and I, you know, when a kid goes through a phase and he starts watching a movie, I mean, they watch that shit five, six times a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe, you yeah. know what? Maybe now we're getting to the, you know, I've just seen it too many fucking times, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, well, I think it has something to do with when you saw it. Like, unfortunately, uh, yeah. I'm a little bit older than you. Sure. Only by a year or two. And uh, when I saw it, like, I was a kid. So, of course, like, you know, I wanted to be Indiana Jones. Yeah. Or be Dr. Jones out there, like, you know, fighting the Nazis and finding these relics and, like, you know, battling with mystical, mystical uh, images, idolatry, whatever you call it. Uh, <laughs> like, I wanted to be Indiana Jones. And then, you of course, call him you know, Dr. Jones, doll. When, hey, when Temple of Doom came around, I wanted to be short round. <laughs> yeah. No, listen, I get it. I get it. And you know what? You're probably right. You're, I mean, we're talking about the evolution of what I appreciate in gaming. I'm film was the same way. And uh, yeah. so, you know, if I, in, in fact, all right, this is, I'll probably get massacred for this, but I've never sat down and watched all of the uh, Lord of the Rings films. Well, anyway, we're about out of time and we're really glad that you guys could join. <laughs> right. And, and, and I, you know, I saw that they recently upgraded them to 4k with Dolby vision and all this and that. So I, th I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to give it. A and I watched, I mean, I haven't had a whole lot of time with it, but I watched the first hour and a half of the first one. And I was just like, holy shit, this is fucking fantastic. You know, <laughs> if I watched it, if I watched it when it had come out, I've been like, man, I don't want to watch all this wizards. And apparently I'm really old school. because I'm like, just read the books. They're so much better. Oh, see, yeah, I don't, you know, I can't, I can't read books. You, yeah, you know, I, was, I can barely talk. I understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Reading, that's like, I haven't hit that part of my life yet. So. Right. That's and a lot. I think Metal Gear Solid 4 was a movie. Yeah, right. exactly right exactly right because if it was a book i wouldn't have read it that's right well i think that that was maybe five but close but you know what's great is we can leave that unanswered for your listeners so they can tune back in to the first episode of illuminating gaming to find out the rest of your list Perfect. or just kind of catch up with you and see what else you have to say about those games and those things that are formative in our gaming careers I love right. It. I think that's I think that's a great idea. <laughs> but before we before we head out, because we are closing in on that time, I, I do have a couple of fun questions just to ask. Uh, because we did ask about favorites. So if you could be a game character, who would it be? Oh shit, man. I would easy easy answer, uh, or I would say the easy way out. Um Joel. Joel. Oh, come on, dude. You can't be Joel. No, that's that's what's what's the draw in that? But I, I, let me explain it because <laughs> because what is so compelling about that is is how the reality and the duality that, that he deals with where he's had something and he loses it and he completely closes himself off and nothing else can get in. And he's so conditioned after 20 years of just not letting anything get that close. And, um, and then finally being presented with somebody else or a situation to where he starts 
using those muscles again and, and starts, she starts breaking these walls down. And, you know, even in my own life, I've gone through and, and met a bunch of people that I, that I care dearly for. And I've, and even me at one point, I've suffered from not being vulnerable, right? Like we put up these walls and, um, because we feel like we're protecting ourselves and things like that. And I just, I, I, I see the struggle, you know what I mean? And, um, I, I, it just, it's super, super impressive to me. And I, I just, I've always loved that, that dynamic. So, I mean, man, that's the big answer, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't fuck around with that game. It just, it does something and it's, it's fantastic. And you'd be okay living in a, a post-pandemic uh, zombie apocalypse kind of world? Details. Details. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, be, we'll be all right. Is that necessary to the character, to to those types of uh, things? I mean, obviously, it was like you said, like he had to go through all these trials. He went through things. He lost, you know. But is his current environment necessary to you still being being Joel? No, no. I just think it helps selling video games. But uh, <laughs> I... I no, I don't think, no, like I said, I see it every day. I see it every day and I see it in myself from time yeah. to time. And so, um, no, no, I think it's important to be vulnerable. I think it's important to open up and let things in. And, uh, even if it hurts, you know, don't kill anybody, you know, you know, especially if it means saving the world, but, uh, you know, like I said, details. Mike, who would you be? What, what video game character would you want to be? Hmm. You know what I, 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 you know, Lash mentioned earlier the Uncharted series, and uh, I loved Uncharted. Uh, I love Nathan Drake. Um, you know, <laughs> so you'd want to be the girl. No, I figured you would be Laura Croft there, Mitch. No, I would be. Are you asking? No, no, I, I'm saying. Uh, no, I, I would be Ulala from Space Channel Five. <laughs> you, oh, you'd be Ulala. Yeah, I loved her. Nice, nice. She was great. Um, no, I, I honestly thought like maybe, uh, Nathan Drake or, uh, Master Chief. Oh, there you go. So what is it about Master Chief, sir? Is it because he never removes his helmet? Is it the anonymity? Let's dig know. into Mike. Let's find out. Yeah, I think maybe the anonymity, but I also like the, the, the fact that like, uh, Master Chief totally kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, Drake, uh, that, that one rings with me because you're a smart ass, you know, and you're very quick, <laughs> right? Well, and you, you've got a, a certain charisma about you that, uh, you know, it's, yeah, that, well, that can help me. But uh, you don't strike me as a master chief. Like when I was a kid, you know, everybody, when I was a kid growing up, like we wanted to be Indiana Jones or like Luke Skywalker, in my case, Han Solo. Um, you know, and so Nathan Drake was kind of an extension of those characters. Mm. Lash, I think you're on something though, because Mike, you kind of already exemplify a lot of those Nathan Drake characteristics. He kind of is already you. I think maybe you should go. Did they already cast that? Is is Spider Man playing Nathan Drake? I think maybe you could take um, him. Yeah, but see, but see, oh, now this is this is going to be a fantastic segue. They do have Tom Holland playing uh, Nathan Drake, but that's the young Nathan Drake. When we get that old Nathan Drake, we can we can throw Arvik in there, you know. <laughs> So. It could be told from like in like the the flashback narrative, like you'd be like old grizzled Arvig yeah. telling the story of when he was young Nathan Drake, and then a flashback to Holland. Absolutely, El, El Dorado, uh, the uh, the Chintamani Stone, uh, the. Uh, I'd love to get yeah. one of you to pull this knife out of my back. That would be great. 
man. No, listen, I'm, I'm letting you know, I think you would do great in the role. That's all I'm saying. Oh, hey, yeah. that's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. That's and, a, and then, what is that? A backhanded compliment, I think? Not at all. Not at all. Hey, you no, know, right. Michael, you're right. old. Embrace it. I'm all. right behind you, brother. <laughs> we're all there. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, see, we're all there. Well, I mean, Mike's there a little bit more than we are, but I mean, we're all there. <laughs> right. He's waiting for us. He's waiting for us. Yeah. Oh, that bummer. I'll see you in hell. But you look fantastic. You're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. That's true. That's, this is that's, true. You got that going for you. Couldn't we all be just like Nathan Drake? Yes. <laughs> this last question before we head out is uh, inspired by a conversation last night we're having earlier. Uh, I just thought it was too damn good to walk away from. You have a tramp stamp. I don't know. That might be politically incorrect at this point, but you have a lower back tattoo. <laughs> is this is this uh, for for personal out in the world, real life, hypothetical reasons? Um, a- I don't know what you mean by all that, but I am going to the tattoo shop tomorrow. What would you get? Oh, tramp stamp? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be uh Do you have any do you have any game related ink? <laughs> I do not have any I don't have any ink, period. Um okay. that's the one with the ink. Um, but uh if I were to get an ink, it would uh, again, easy way out, it would either be a naughty dog paw or it'd be Kojima Productions. So uh nice. oh yeah, Kojima Productions. I'd literally be branded. Mike. If you were, if you were inclined, I know you do have some ink. I do have some ink. Uh, I don't think I would ever be inclined to get a tramp stamp, but <laughs> don't lie. Michael. We've had this conversation before. Stamp. Just let it out. Uh, my tramp stamp probably wouldn't be video game related. It would probably be more uh, comic book related. And uh, I've always liked the, uh, the uh, crazy uh, smiley face button from chaos comics. Which, if you guys have ever seen that, it's like a crossbones with the smiley, like a wicked smiley face looking button. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's yeah. it called again? Uh, Chaos Comics. Um, Evil Ernie, uh, Lady Death. Uh, from back in the 90s. I'm looking it up. So When you said crazy, for a moment there, I thought you were going to say something about Crazy Taxi. But uh, man, did I, I played the shit out of that game. I'm learning how to do all kinds of crazy hopping, bumping, jumping tricks with my taxi uh, on the Dreamcast. Yeah, once again on the Dreamcast. I think that that's a singular episode. If I can make a, a, a wish list to join or be a guest on Lash's show, I could wax nostalgic and gush about dreamcast uh forever i loved that system it was the height of my gaming fandom and i loved it and mm-hmm. it's never been the same since i think it's a must do so we'll we'll get it on the docket for sure so did you find what you're looking up lash yeah so it's the skull with the arrows around it is that right no 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 it's the the smiley smiley face button but he's got like a, a crossbones behind him i'll have to send you an image yeah i don't i don't i'm not I'm seeing chaos comics, but I'm not seeing that, but you know, but Hey, I couldn't get this thing to work, uh, initially. So, you know, usually yeah, it's, it's amazing at your age, you have trouble with, uh, technology, you know, somebody that I used to work with, uh, very wise, um, same store in fact. And, uh, he said something to me one day, he said, you know, Lash, you do a really good job here, but, uh, this last week you've really been screwing up a lot. <laughs> And I said, oh, shit, man, you're right. I'm sorry. And he said, so stop. And I said, okay. 
not sure if I stopped, but uh, you was did. that Arvik? He was very he was very wise and and gave me a lot of clarity. Yeah, it was Arvik. Yeah, <laughs> my exact words were like, "You've been fucking up a lot this week. Quit it." Well, I wanted it to make it sound like I wasn't so dumb. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I worked under Arvig for a minute too. It was rough. <laughs> it's not easy. We're all better people, but it did make us better people. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for being on this episode to introduce Laruminating Gaming. Glad to have you here. Had a fun no, time. Th- yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to it. Lash, if you had one last thing to say as we uh, head out and uh, promote this upcoming series. What is it that you hope most from your upcoming podcast? You know, just uh, just to share things with friends and um, to gain new perspectives and uh, share some hot takes and get <laughs> into a couple of console wars, uh, platform wars. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, just uh, you know, just to have fun, bounce bounce each other up, and distract ourselves from some of the other stuff that's going on in the world for a little bit, and um, and uh, have fun. That's, that would be the biggest thing. That's awesome. And I think it's a noble pursuit. And that's something we didn't get to touch on was console wars. Another awesome topic to look forward to on the ruminating gaming. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be My, a great podcast, Lash. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, man. We're going to get you guys on Dreamcast right? console wars and the rest <laughs> of the top five. <laughs> awesome. We'll kill. Hey. Thanks again for listening to Ruminations from the Red Room. This has been a production of the Ruminations Radio Network. Check it out at ruminationsradionetwork.com. You can catch all our podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere you get great shows. Thanks again for joining us, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Let us smile be your umbrella. three years so <laughs> all right god says stop it <laughs> he knows what you're doing that's right you're blind, blind. <laughs> lord we're wondering is why is that a sin pleasuring oneself? oneself yeah uh it's not really <laughs> a sin <laughs> You humans, humans got, got that, that one, one way, way fucked, fucked up. up. <laughs> well, I, my my vision is going, so I don't know. Maybe there's some merit to that part of it. That could be it. <laughs> well, as long you as should it eat lasts, more keep carrot. getting thicker. Yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> That's actually a myth. The carrot thing is a myth. Again, Again you humans, humans fucked, fucked that up. up. <laughs>